Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living Asheville podcast. In each episode, we'll delve into the wisdom of spiritual teachings of the science of mind and universal metaphysical principles inspired by Ernest Holmes and other renowned spiritual teachers. Join us as we explore empowering stories, embrace the power of love and higher consciousness, and walk the path to a more awakened life through the lens of New Thought spirituality. Enjoy! I uh, am just at the other end of a cold, and so um, the deep sexy voice will be gone by next week, so (laughs) don't get used to it. February, I call it the month of love, and what we've already explored this month was starting out with living in the heart of the beloved spirit, and then from there, living from the heart, or living in the heart of the beloved, from there we expanded to loving ourselves and loving one another, and so this week, I want to expand even further to embracing and loving our differences, not tolerating them, but loving them, fully embracing them, being glad that we have differences. You know, I wore this jacket, I've gotten lots of compliments on this jacket, so thank you, but I wore it because I was in bed all week and I needed brightening up, right? But I also realized it fit with what I want to talk about, because, you know, look at this. So, you know, white is okay. I put a little color. This is okay. But, you know, look at this. The coat of many colors, you know. And look at this, even in here. It gets more interesting, doesn't it, with all these different colors. Imagine if all the flowers were one color. Imagine if all the trees were one color. Imagine if everything in life was one color. It would be pretty boring. But life isn't that way. Life is full of differences, full of different colors. And boy, I'm glad to know that that's true, right? And I think I mentioned this last week, that all, if all of us were the same, if we were all alike, and we were all carbon copies of one another, all but one of us would be redundant. <laughs> I'm praying the one would be me, but, you know. <laughs> but we don't have to go there, because... We're, we're all different. Even if you don't belong to one of the different groups, we're all different. Not one of us is alike. We're like snowflakes, every single one, unique. You know, and often what we do, this came up in our Better Together group the other uh, last Sunday, that, you know, when we start lumping people into groups, we depersonalize them. We don't think of them as the individuals, the human beings that they are. And then it's easy to become critical and even mean and cruel. But you know what? That's not okay. It's not okay here because that's not what we teach. And it's always a good idea to actually live what we teach. I've always found, you know, hey, what a novel concept. Anyway, there, you know, there, there are countless differences within our common humanity, and thank goodness that there are. But unfortunately, often those differences do lead us to have reasons to divide ourselves and to fight sometimes. Paul Farini writes, only because we believe we are separate 
do our needs seem to conflict? Separation happens when fear comes up. Our relationships are crippled when anger and hurt are carried around. There is an undercurrent of judgment and irritation. The air needs to be cleared, undoing blame and guilt and resentment. Imagine that kind of air clearing. We undo guilt and blame and resentment and all of those hurts and things that lead to separation. The circle of life gets broken when people hurt one another. And we are called, I believe, to mend the broken circle. You know, we can choose to see people and relate to people different from us in different ways. But we are always at choice how we do that. We can see them as the other, the weirdos, the ones that are wrong. Or we can see them as like me, but just a little bit different and maybe even slightly more interesting. Really? More interesting than me? Maybe. You know, I've learned some pretty interesting things from people different from me. And it has enriched my life. You know, I used to, in high school, as soon as I got home from school, I'd dump my books off at my house, and I'd go across the street. There was this little old man, Mr. Eskridge. He was a little old Jewish man, and he had survived the Holocaust. He was like a living history book, and I would go over there and sit with him for hours every day after school, and I learned way more from that man about life, history, people, love than I ever learned in any book or any class. My life was so enriched by that man. It changed me. I hope some of you have had experiences like that. You know, likenesses and differences, it's not an either or. People are like us or they're different from us. It's kind of a both and. In my own personal experience, um, I, don't, I don't know if I've shared this, but anyway, I was born in Germany to a German family, and I was adopted by an American family. And I came to this country when I was almost six. Didn't speak English when I came here. Um, I didn't realize at the time that there was a difference you know, between what I spoke and what other people spoke. But I learned very quickly. And this was a little bit of that sense of being the other. Because as soon as I opened my mouth, adults laughed because they thought it was cute. And kids laughed because they thought I was a Martian. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's, think about that. Every time you open your mouth, people are laughing. What, you're doing it now. I mean, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it was kind of weird. So eventually I thought, wow. And, but it was not a good kind of laughter, you know? It was kind of an icky kind of laughter. So I, um, I st- <laughs> you'll find this difficult to believe, but I stopped talking for a while. Zipped it up, and I listened, and I paid attention. And I started to speak English a little bit. And there were two phrases that were my first two phrases in the English language. One is, I do it mine own self. I'm still trying to undo that one because I do too many things my own self. And the other one was, that's not fair. And I still say that phrase very frequently because there's a whole lot that seems not fair to me. 
especially when it comes to embracing our differences. Sometimes I see a lot of what I think is not fair. It's not right. And we have the power to shift that, the power to shift it. You know, the other thing I wanted to say about likenesses and differences is that we, we even in our own tribe, have likenesses and differences. Um, when I was in my mid-20s, I went back to Germany to, to meet my birth family. And uh, they didn't speak a word of English, by the way, and by that time my German was pretty well done. So I, but I studied up a little bit so I could be a little conversational. What was interesting to me was um, I had called my, my mother in advance you know, to see if it was okay to come in my broken German, explained when I would be arriving and you know she was gonna pick me up at the train station. And I was so nervous that I hung up before I said what I would be wearing, you know, so she'd know who I was. And I was like, oh, well, we'll just be the last two people on the platform. And so as the train's pulling in, I'm looking through the window, and I see this woman, and it was like looking in a mirror. I'd never looked like anybody before. Never occurred to me. And I was like, wow, that was a revelation, a likeness that I didn't expect. And then when I um, spent, I spent a month there. When I got there, we, there's this one evening, turns out I, have a, I had an aunt, a nephew, a sister. So I met all these people. And one evening we were watching a funny TV show. And boy, much to my revelation, we started laughing and I noticed that my aunt and my nephew and I had an identical laugh. How did that happen? There was another likeness. So I kept looking in those first few weeks for all the likenesses. How was I like these people? How were they like me? And how was that even possible? By this, the, the middle of the month, I started looking for differences because I wanted to be independent and differentiate myself, much as we do when we grow up. And so I started looking for the differences. But I didn't look at them with the eye to, you're wrong, I'm better. It was, how can I be my unique and individualized self in the midst of all this likeness? And so for us to look at that, to realize that there is a greater unity within which there is an enormous amount of diversity, and that's a beautiful thing. It's like a kaleidoscope. It's beautiful. The likenesses and the differences are the both and within that diversity that is contained in the greater unity. Um, a few years ago, you remember when there were, all those wildfires were happening in Australia? I noticed a, a news story and a picture, and it, was, it showed a, a picture of a mother fox was feeding milk to little koala babies who had lost their mothers in the fire. <laughs> it, was, it, it was very telling and very touching. You know, the unity of life was a, more, was a higher call than the differences of even species. Different species were trying to help each other out. We humans could take a lesson from that. You know? Sometimes nature has some valuable lessons for us to pay attention to. There is an interconnectedness in the one human community, and I believe we're called to seek out that common unity, to find those places that we have in common so that we can stand on, the, on common ground and yet appreciate our differences. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King uh, wrote this, we are all caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied into a single garment of destiny. 
Each one of us is a thread in that garment. And each thread must be woven into the garment for it to be whole. You know, spiritual truth is that we are all interconnected in this unity and oneness. But, you know, for many people, that idea, we, yeah, I mean, we talk about that all the time, oneness. I mean, you know, I'm speaking to the choir here. Oneness. Oh, we're all one. But do we act like that on the other days of the week? Besides Sunday, we're all one. And you know, the truth is, if you talk to people who are different from us, if you talk to people who aren't part of this teaching, sometimes that idea of oneness is a bridge too far. It's like leaping the Grand Canyon in a single bound. And so, to me, maybe we should start with a little bit smaller step. Like, what if we were to step on common ground and just find a little bit of space that we can share together and build upon that? And make our way toward that oneness. Does that sound like it makes sense? Yeah? Thank you. <laughs> you know, love is like a, a river, really. It flows until somebody or something blocks it. It's natural for it to flow. If we remove the dam or the blockage, then love's life force can naturally flow again through us and as us. You know, we're all, all the time bumping into each other's opinions and experiences, our, other people's interests, other people's feelings and thoughts and ideas. And we can use that as either an opportunity to be in conflict with those people or we can use it as an opportunity <clears throat> for collaboration, for cooperation, for finding that common ground. The choice is always ours. We always have the power of choice in every single moment, every single incident. We can choose to honor that diversity within the greater unity. From the one spirit come the many, and yet the many remain one. Spirit expresses itself in a multiplicity of form, all to be appreciated, spirit to spirit. And so I think it's time that we start mending the breach to listen and find that common ground upon which we can build. And one of our deepest yearnings as human beings is to be seen and known, to feel like we're connected and that we're accepted for who we are. Anybody else feel like you'd like to be accepted for who you are? That you'd like to be seen and known for who you are? To be appreciated and loved for who you are, exactly as you are? Exactly as you continue to evolve and become even more of who you are? Who doesn't want to feel that? That's good, because I thought we'd have to have an after-school time. <laughs> yeah, we all want that. We want to have a safe place where we can explore who we are and expand who we are and be appreciated for that. And this is it. This is the space. But it needs to get bigger. We need to grow it. It needs to go out there. It's time to meet heart to heart and really listen, to have empathy and compassion and understanding for each other, for our differences. Not to persuade people to be like us, but to appreciate how they are. To be fully present, to really listen to the other's story, to share our experiences and stories with understanding so that we understand others. But guess what? When we share our stories and we listen to other people's stories, we begin to understand ourselves better. That's a bonus. 
If you knew my story, you couldn't help but love me. And if I knew your story, I couldn't help but love you. Because the things that are most personal to us also turn out to be the most universal. Our stories help to clear the debris of, that blocks our hearts, that keeps our hearts closed instead of open, starts to dissolve emotional charges that are negative. Paul Ferrini again explains, we listen not to agree or disagree, but simply to hear each other's experience, simply communicate what is in our hearts and minds. It is an experience of communion when we choose to be fully present with our hearts. When we realize the one self within, we no longer see an outward separation between self and other, for each self is the one self. Every man or woman is either a waking or sleeping Christ or Buddha. One eternal self swells within the heart of all beings. Listen for it. Listen for it. It's there. And seek that common ground and embrace the diversity within the, the greater unity. Move beyond stereotypes and prejudices the differences that separate us. There's no, <laughs> there's no good stuff in there. Move beyond it. Let it go. Balance power and presence in diverse groups. Be in co-creative process with people unlike yourself. Engage in more open and inclusive conversations with civility and openness and honesty with an ear and a heart for understanding and trust. A community of love, and we talk a lot about that here, that we're a community of love. We're a community of oneness. We, we say a lot of really wonderful things about ourselves. <laughs> and I believe a lot of them are true. And I also believe that a lot of them could get deeper and broader that we could evolve how wonderful we are. A community of love embraces differences. And some of the way that we do that is through the practice of our principles and our teaching. To embrace community, to come in unity, first with ourselves and then with each other, and, and know that we are all together in this thing called life that we're interconnected and interdependent, and that one, what impacts one impacts all. We're all impacted in some way by this interconnectedness. Build bridges rather than barriers between us. I have a t-shirt that says that. Building bridges of understanding. It was a, from a conference that we put on in, in Seattle um, and we brought people from all different spiritual traditions together, and we built bridges. It was powerful. It was a powerful, powerful experience. But we need to build more bridges. Some of those bridges are falling down. They need to be repaired. We can do this through collaboration, to find that common ground and work together so that we all win. You know, that's a win-win partnership when we find that common ground and build upon it as a foundation. 
where we share resources and creativity and ideas and we build to that relationship of trust and understanding. We can practice nonviolence and peacefulness to respect all individuals as part of the sacredness of life, to commit to doing no harm, or at least intentionally doing no harm, to engage with one another, to listen, to truly listen for understanding and compassion, to dissolve the obstacles that stand between our hearts and build those relationships that make the world a better place, to bear witness to one another, to empower, to encourage, and to invite the experiences and the expression of each other's authentic presence, to honor the values and opinions of others, even if they differ from our own, and to honor humanity and all people through understanding and appreciation of the ways that we're different. I don't know about you, but I kind of like to live in that world. And it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's not real complex, but it doesn't appear to be easy for human beings to quite get there. And so be gentle with yourselves, be willing to take some baby steps, and then take some bigger leaps. And pat yourself on the back for trying. And if it's not perfect, it's okay. It's a process. What do they say in the 12th step? Progress, not perfection. We'll get there. We'll get there. But we've got to start. We've got to start embracing all of humanity, not just the ones we like or the ones that are just like us. You know, what if, for example, what if we decided to understand, appreciate, and embrace differences? You know, we've historically liked to think of America as a melting pot, almost like this big vegetable stew that's all stirred up and mixed up and becomes a whole nother flavor. Personally, I like to imagine America as more of a big old mixed salad where all of those ingredients maintain their individual flavor while being all mixed together. You know, where you can taste the tomatoes and the carrots and the celery and the hearts of palm. But it's all together, working together, right? I mean, actually, I was going to say, can you imagine a salad where all the things are separated? Actually, I can. There's some restaurant that serves salad that way. It's all in clumps. I'm like, dude, where's the mix? <laughs> so let's make a big, gigantic, mixed salad of our humanity where we can appreciate the individuality of all the ingredients but appreciate the fact that we're all in there together and it's fabulous i'm getting hungry <laughs> enjoy all the differences enjoy all the different flavors enjoy all the different colors right <laughs> our science of mind teachings Encourage us to live our values and principles, not just read about them, talk about them, think about them, but actually to live them. We are a center for spiritual living. Let's be that so that each one of us individually can be a center of spiritual living.
And together we are Center for Spiritual Living Asheville, where we are a gigantic mixed salad. And I think we may be missing a few ingredients, so let's bring them in. Imagine our nation, imagine our world living these principles of oneness and unity. Imagine that world. And imagine a world without the divisions of race and religion and nationality and ethnicity and on and on and on and on and on and all the differences, all the separations. And imagine racial and economic and educational equality and justice. But I would say to you today, and I'll say it to you every day, don't just imagine it. Act and make it so. Starting one person at a time. You can do a lot more than you realize. You're that powerful. Because you are an expression of the one spirit. Just like everybody else in this room and beyond this room. Every single one of us. We create a world that works for everyone and all creation when we value, embrace, and celebrate the individual uniqueness and contribution of all people as they express through differences of gender, ethnicity, culture, history, experience, talents, sexual orientation, and so much more. That's how we create a world that works. Who wants to be in it with me? Yeah? Good. We're going to do it. Blessings on your journey of embracing differences. Let love lead the way to common ground upon which we rediscover our unity and oneness. And together we say, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed this enlightening voyage with the Center for Spiritual Living Asheville podcast series filled with metaphysical talks inspired by the science of mind teachings of Ernest Holmes and other renowned spiritual teachers. If today's exploration resonated with you and you'd like to support the continuation of this insightful journey, please consider making a donation. Your generosity helps us to continue to share these transformative teachings. To contribute, check the episode's description for a link to our donation page. Every contribution no matter the size, makes a meaningful impact. Remember, you are not alone on this journey. Connect with us on social media, share your thoughts, and join our community at our live events whenever you're able. May your mind be expanded, your heart opened, and your journey be filled with the profound wisdom of these spiritual teachings. <laughs>